Welcome to season two of the Let's Talk podcast hosted by Wellhouse Church, where we talk about what it's like to be a Christian Monday through Saturday, to be a person of faith in a culture against faith. So let's talk about traveling. Let's do it. Cullen, where's your favorite place that you've traveled to? Well, I will self-admittedly, I have not traveled near as much as I would like to. Sure. Um... Probably North Carolina. North Carolina, the mountains. Forested mountains are something that I just, I I would not have believed they existed had I not seen them myself. Right. Like forested mountains are a different kind of beautiful. Yeah. I I think that's probably true. Yeah. I I think mine would probably be Florence, Italy. Uh, Yeah. That for me was probably my favorite place that I've ever seen. Yeah, um, and I could imagine the the forested mountains though in North Carolina. Never having been there, like yeah, I, yeah, I, don't, yeah. I can only imagine what that's like. Yeah, I'm sure it's incredible. It's pretty incredible. Trees are massive, stones, big boulders. Yeah, just things you would never imagine. And then when you get to the top of a mountain, literally being able to look, and as far as your eye can see, mm. you see forested mountains. Right. Um, there's just something very beautiful about the whole experience for me. Um, North Carolina is the prettiest, like the most, the place that, of all the places I've been to, North Carolina is the one place I want to go back to the most. Mm. Fair enough. I, I, I think that's totally fair. Um, I think that a place that is close to us that I love to go to is Austin. Mm, yeah. And like the surrounding area. Um, Austin's dope. Like the dripping springs and just outskirts of Austin. The, yeah. The, with all the rolling hills and like, it's just gorgeous, man. Well, and Austin's the new like Silicon Valley. Yeah. It's the new tech startup capital. Yeah. So there's all kinds of cool like culture and things that are happening in Austin. And that's the thing I will say, like, you know, people make New Year's resolutions because they want to solve a problem. Right. They want to solve a problem that they have or yeah. they deem that they have. One of which is lack of travel. Mm. Well, it's lack of experience, I think, is really what it comes down to. Well, no, because you know what's not in the top? Or, sorry, another thing that's in the top 10 that we're going to talk about later is spending more time with family and friends. Mm. That is a piece of experience. Right. I genuinely think reading more books, that's another one that is going to come up. Interesting. There's lots of other ones that are experience-based. This one is uniquely about travel. Fair enough. Um, And I think it's because, whether we want to admit it or not, and you can probably speak to this more than I can because you've traveled the world more, but we know cognizantly that the world is bigger than ourselves. Oh, yeah, yeah. But we read books, we yeah. we read the news, TV. we know that things are happening in the world, yeah. in the rest of the world, that are happening without us. 
but yet just because we cognizantly know it doesn't mean that we embody it right we don't embody that truth well, in the same way the reason i said it's because it's an experience thing is because you don't know that unless you experience it right you don't actually fully understand that there are things and people living lives differently but also very similarly to me on the other side of the world correct you know you don't understand that until you experience it i would agree with that um and it it really does like open a different part of your brain um whenever you think about it that way before now there was lots of issues that i had (laughs) before i started traveling the world a bit more but one of the things that really opened my mind a lot, socially speaking, after I started traveling and would come back to the U.S., is people that don't really speak a whole lot of English. Mm, yeah. I have way more grace for those people. Because you were did. a foreigner that didn't speak the language. Because I was countries. a foreigner who did not speak much of the language. Yeah. Um, and there are times that you can hear people and see people talking, and you know they're talking about the spoiled American sitting over there. Yeah. But you, you, it flipped for me. You know, the yeah. whenever you're sitting in, like, a, a Mexican restaurant here in southeast Texas, it's not uncommon to get a, uh, a server that's first language was Spanish. Yep. It's not uncommon. Nope. Um, and sometimes that communication can be difficult. Um, more difficult for them than it is for you, I guarantee it. You know, as the white person. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it allows you to... So, I, all, I say all that to say that it allowed me to understand and look at the situation with way more grace and understanding. Yeah. and And try to be able to help communicate and also learn some humility Yeah, (laughs) to be like, okay, I wish more people would have been able to communicate with me in English because actually most people were able to communicate in English. It was difficult sometimes, but most people were able to. Yeah. Around here, not as many people can communicate in Spanish to those people that need it. You know, yeah, and it just speaks to the the selfishness of Anglo Americans. I think yeah. um, it speaks to the privilege. Yeah, and it's just that's not one of those things that you don't realize until you've been on that other side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the way that, and we're going to talk about this on, um, in a few minutes at the time we're recording um, on practicing presence, um, it's hard for the person of privilege and power to empathize with the oppressed. Yeah. uh, Because they've never been there. Yeah. Um, And they choose to ignore it. Right. And this is why I will say, you know, and, you know, lots of comedians make jokes about it. Chris Rock has a fantastic joke about it, but, um, you know, lots of us privileged Americans take these like trips to these resorts mm. 
in South America, Central America, Jamaica, Brazil, Mexico. And living right outside these resorts, some gnarly stuff is happening. <laughs> yeah, literally. Some of the worst poverty you've ever seen. Yeah. And Chris Rock says, and you just like happily gloss over it mm -hmm. because somebody offered you a nice mojito. <laughs> like you just forget years and decades of systemic poverty. Yeah. Because somebody gave you marble floors and a nice mojito. Yeah. And, uh, and you can see the beach. Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah. But so there, there can definitely be these elements of travel that are bad. Oh yeah. Because like travel can it like travel's definitely something of privilege. Mm -hmm. Um but that's one thing that I always appreciate about our dad. Our dad has traveled all over the world. I I don't know anyone that's traveled more than our dad. Yeah. Um He's I've never met old. someone that has traveled more than our dad cuz he had to travel for work a lot. And one of the things that I always appreciated about our dad's travel is dad approached travel through the lens of pilgrimage mm. because every time he went somewhere, he tried to bring something home. He tried to bring not, something not, home and, in the sense that he brought pieces of culture home. Yeah, not like a trinket. Right. He didn't go to a gift shop or like buy something at the airport. Mm -hmm. Like he tried to bring, bring a piece of culture right. back with him. Which, Whether it was money or like some alcoholic bottle of something like or lots uh, of times or, just elements of like the way people live yeah you, you you know we never used to say no worries yeah and now we all say it right it's like no worries. well that's actually something he picked up in europe yeah hanging out with, with europeans like right. and they saying it and rubbing off on him like or just picking up lifestyle things like when he spent all the time in Italy and Europe mm -hmm. coming back and drinking espresso regularly mm -hmm. to the point now that he roasts his own beans. Right. Like, and when, when we always get a get together, this is, this is something that happens in America, but it's almost kind of like anti-cultural to not cheers every time yeah. you get a new round. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. That's something that we did bring back with us from Europe. Is yep. That's something we now do just because you got used to it. Right. And it's just a thing now. It's what you do. Yeah, you just, you get a new drink. All right, cheers, everybody. Like Cheers. Yeah. Like, let's enjoy these together, right? Like, yeah. It's a cultural thing. And that's why I would say, if you want to travel, absolutely, you should travel more. It's great. I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with traveling. Unless you're like, like evading the law or right, something. Right, right. Yeah. My approach to traveling, and I got this from our dad, so it has always been and always will be. When in Rome, do as the Romans do. Oh, one thousand percent. Whenever I went to New York, pause. Okay. It's because of that statement that I now look back at the way the SBC has evangelized mm -hmm. that I call it colonization. Yeah, that's because that's exactly Because we what did it not is. respect their culture. We did not win in Rome, do as the Romans. Right. We did not give them the message of Jesus and let them adapt it to their own culture. We gave them the message of Jesus and told them that if they wanted the message of Jesus, they, they had to conform to, to our culture. Saxon culture. Correct. Yep, agreed. That's colonization, not evangelism. Yep. Agreed. 
Yeah, I don't want to say anything else anymore. <laughs> yes, that, like I was going there, so I'm glad that you did. Oh, apologies. No, you're I good. Did, yeah, I was going to draw it out longer, so yeah. you're good. Well, there's another piece of this conversation that I want to get to. Clayton, have you ever read The Pilgrim's Progress? A uh, long time ago, but yes. Okay, so if you remember... Christian, mm -hmm. the main character in Pilgrim's Progress, goes on pilgrimage. Right. What is a pilgrimage? It's a journey with a specific end. Well, like, it's it's a journey in which you encounter people, places, right. and things. Mm -hmm. And as you encounter people, places, and things, those people, places, and things begin to shape you. Mm-hmm. As you go along the journey. Right. And so the idea of the pilgrim, like the idea of the pilgrimage, is that it's a transformative journey, that the place you start mm. is dramatically different than the place you end right. because of all the people, places, and things that you've happened upon sure. and the way you've allowed those to impact and be embodied in yourself. A lot of people are now talking about like the this is my journey. This is my journey of life. Mm -hmm. Maybe we need to stop talking about it in that way. Maybe we need to talk about it more as like the pilgrimage of our lives. Oh yeah. 1000. Maybe I that's mean, the way we should word it. Cause that's actually better. Well, I mean, I think the metaphor is better of pilgrimage, but yeah, I think, I think so. The thing that I love about the pilgrimage journey and specifically in a conversation related to travel, it's that the pilgrimage, the experiences, the journey, the mm -hmm. people you encounter, they change you, they yeah. shape you, they challenge you. That's right. They make you view the world differently. Right. They make you look at things. They make you think critically. They make you inquisitive. Yeah. Why do they do this this way? Why is it okay in Germany, for 14, 15, 16-year-old people to drink beer. Yeah. But in America, you got to be 21. Yeah. What What's happening between these... in a bar. Yeah. What's happening between these two cultures? Yeah. What's happening between these two cultures that in most of Europe, people walk far more than they drive, and in America, people drive far more than they walk? Well, that's a part of it, like the civic thing, but... You, everything is has some kind of reason. Right. And whether it's a good reason or not, the reason exists. It still is there. The question is not whether or not the reason exists. The question is whether or not can we benefit from pilgrimage. Right. A Always. resounding yes. Always. There's no question that we can be improved and transformed and grow because of our journeys and experiences with other cultures, right, with other people, and the way they make us view the world, yeah. And if you remember, um, two three weeks ago, whenever we did the uh, um, the learning a new thing uh, episode, we talked about how learning new things like stimulates cognition. Yep, um, and is actually like better for your brain and help stave off like Alzheimer's and stuff like that. Yep. That's why you should read more books. That is why you should read more books. And we will bring that back up on the book episode. But 
travel, statistically speaking, has been has proven to be the most useful. You know why? Or I, I don't know why. I don't have statistics for it. You know what my suspicion is? Mm. It's the most fully immersive experience you can have. Exactly. You get new smells. You yes. hear new things. You, you get new food. You meet new people. You, you learn feel words. things. That, humidity changes. The, the temperature, rainy, dark. Your, your brain is processing 100% new things. Yep. Um, and it's being forced to work at a speed that it doesn't typically. Correct. Because it is processing and trying to sort all of these new things. Correct. 1,000%. And so that that would be my thing. If, if your New Year's resolution is to travel more, I would absolutely tell you 1,000%. Yes. Do it. You should absolutely do that. Within reason. Don't forsake the... Um, using money more wisely or making more money thing that we talked about. Last oh, week. saving money, saving money. Like, let's not forget that is also a thing that is important. Well, but if um, you're, if your thing is to travel more, clearly you're in a better financially financial state. Well, I don't even mean that. I mean, if your things to travel more, like get in the car and drive. Mm, fair point. It's not, I mean, it doesn't really cost that much to drive. There's no. a way to travel and make it cheap. Yes. It. The question, I think, for most people in travel is not, can I afford it financially? It's a question of, can I afford the time it's going to take to do it? Mm. Well, I think that's part of it, but also finding lodging and things is expensive. and It can be. Yeah. It for sure can be, but... I mean, if you're... And you also have to pay for every meal while you're out. And well, like, there are ways to avoid all that. Yeah, for if, sure. If you, like, really want to, there are ways to avoid all that. And I spend a lot of nights sleeping in vehicles. Like, if you can find, like, a rest stop area that's safe, mm. yeah, there's no reason you can't catch a few hours of sleep. and You don't need, quote-unquote, traditional lodging every time you want to travel somewhere. Um I think the most important part of travel is not where you travel to or what you do. It's the approach, the mindset you take in traveling. Yeah. It's that you approach this as this is a pilgrimage. This is mm. something that I'm going to do. This is going to be something that's transformative for me, the yeah. person that I'm going to let this experience change me. Yeah. That I'm going to take a piece of this culture and every culture that I encounter along the way, I'm going to take a piece with me, whether it's, a worldview they have, maybe it's a simple thing they do that I can use. Maybe it's a way of looking at the world. You know, right. I'll be honest. Um, we grew up very like Christian conservative, fundamentalist traditions in small town BFE, Texas. Um it wasn't until I started talking to other people and experiencing other cultures and actually listening to them and hearing their logic and the things that they could come up with that helped me like give up some of that. Right. Because I real like and not to get too political here, but like I realize of all the industrialized countries in the world, America is the only one. That's hubris, hubris enough to not have universal health care. Well, so, and yes, agreed. 
So before we get there, or let's not go well, there. Well, we're not actually going yeah. there. I let's, was just using it as an example. Yeah, let's move past that a little bit. We've said a bunch of things around this. I'm just going to put my flipping finger on it. Americans, don't be jerks when you travel. We have a bad reputation because previous Americans that have traveled have gone and screwed a bunch of things up. We've said a lot of things around this. We are horrible when we travel. Americans in general, historically speaking. Oh, I don't think it's that we're horrible when we travel. I think we're just horrible. Yeah, agreed. We're just horrible in general. But yes, we need to change things here. And that's going to take centuries to fix some of the problems that we have. But whenever you leave this country and you are a guest in another country, maybe don't have the American... BS pride that we carry with us all the time because all that does is hurt other people and make you look like an idiot. Well, I'm glad you said that because actually it's impossible to be a pilgrim with American hubris Yeah, because you think you're the best. Yeah. There's nothing that another culture can teach you. From it. But in the, the truth is, I think most Americans live their life that way. Yep. That I'm right. Yep. I will be belligerently right, yep. even if I'm wrong. And I think that that is on both sides of the political spectrum, too. Oh, no, that's an American thing. Yeah. If there's one thing America's good at, it's being jerks. Yeah. Yeah. Of which happens on both sides of the political partisanship. Not, not wanting to listen to anybody else's voice. Correct. I'm right and nobody else is. Correct. And so, as you go about your travels for this year, number one, absolutely encourage Do that. that. Do that. Don't just travel. Go on pilgrimage. Thanks for listening to the Let's Talk podcast hosted by Wellhouse Church. Be sure to give us a rating and a review if you enjoyed the episode. It's free and it helps us immensely. Also, feel free to check out our other podcasts.